You have just tuned in to the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight podcast. This is the place where everyday conservative America hangs out. I'm known as the one, the only, the Jim Wood. And with me, as always, my friend, my brother, my co-host, Dwight Williams. Join us as we break down this week's events in America and the rest of the world. You get news analysis, color commentary on life, and sometimes things that just make us laugh. So sit back, tune out the rest of the world around you, and hang out for the next hour or so with your friends here in the Liberty Room. That's my line. Oh, sorry. I'm the one working on nearly a 24-hour day here all of a sudden. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, when you're the Jim Wood, you got to keep the motor running, baby. Well, it's because the world expects you to keep that motor running. When that <laughs> motor stops running, the world stops spinning. Is that what happens? Yeah, yeah. I'm convinced uh-huh. of that. Well, let's rev it up a little bit. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight. Zoom, zoom. The podcast that is the brother to the live chat Show on five different platforms. I just kind of run that all together, didn't I? You did. Well, you know, how do you get to the Liberty Room? Well, it's very easy. You go to thelibertyroom.com. Oh, that is easy. It is yeah. because all the favorite podcast providers provide the uh, the Liberty Room. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter if it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, uh, Apple, Amazon, Castbox, uh, Stitcher. I mean, it's on on a multitude of platforms. We're everywhere. Um, we're everywhere. It's like the THX thing. Oh, yeah. It's everywhere, 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 everywhere. Well, I was in stereo. <laughs> than all my different ears. All your different all ears. All my different ears. <laughs> well, I've got my ears and i got my, my cans on. I so, got you. Yeah. I got you. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Also, it is the Brother Show to Wednesdays with Jim every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, where you can be part of the conversation. Chat runs up the screen, which means you get to talk to not only me, but also the people who are listening in and, and, and participating in the conversation live on five different platforms on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Telegram. You got so, them all. How about that? Yeah. So you can tune in and see me on Wednesday, and you can hear me on Friday. You get a lot of gym is what it is. It's a lot it's a of gym. Ton. It's a ton. There could be none more gym. <laughs> That's funny. You like that, didn't you? <laughs> no. Um, Damn it. No, no. Oh, well. I will say, though, I, I do listen to our podcast quite a bit. Yes. We were talking about that before we started this episode. Yeah, well, you got to critique it and see you what do. you're doing right and what you can do better. And, and so far, I'm batting 100%. Oh, are you now? On all of our episodes. No more coffee for you. Well, wait. I, I, hang on, hang on. I got a point to make in all this. Okay, well, make your point. So this because is episode... you're about to get restricted from coffee for, t- for just... You know, for, for such statements. Okay. Well, this is episode 86. Okay. And I'm 86 for 86 on okay. podcasts. Yeah. And I listen to myself talk sometimes. I, yeah. I think, why did I say that? Or do I really sound that way? Yeah. You never, uh, that's what I mentioned earlier. You never sound like when it plays back what no. it sounds like in your headphones. Like talking to you right now. Yeah. I, I, I feel like Glenn Beck. I feel like, you know, oh, do you? Bill O'Reilly, you know, with the microphone. I feel like rest his, rest his soul. Rush Limbaugh. Well, we've got the golden microphone here on the on the by the board, you know, in in memor- remembrance of it. Yes, and I'm channeling my inner Rush right now. I feel like how Rush would be talking to Bo Snerdly and everyone else on on online or on you know on the, over the radio, and yeah. I, it feels awesome. And then I go hear myself on a podcast and go, oh. What happened? Hey, I like to fly airplanes. <laughs> Yippee. I, I'm pilot. <laughs> I fly. <laughs> we 
Well, you know what? I'm thankful we have as many listeners as we do, but this is just as much for us to vent and get it out there yeah, it as, as as anything else. So, you know, this is uh, this you know getting together and, and discussing the world is is therapeutic. Yeah, you know, sitting at my house talking to my wife, I can only talk so much about politics to her because she doesn't want to hear it all the time. No, I mean she'd rather watch you know some Jane Austen you know Pride and Prejudice crap. What? Yeah, she likes that stuff. Um, okay. And so if I talked to her about, hey, did you hear what that Biden said this? And she's like, what? Yeah. I come over here and say it, and you're like, you already know what he said. <laughs> you're, you're telling me before I even walk in the front door what he said. Sleepy Joe's mumbling out his ass again. Well, yeah. is new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, you know what? And the feedback we get and the comments we get back, you know, on the, on the people who who like it. And, uh, you know, every time I make the, the front headline of the paper mm-hmm. for the people who hate it, well, you know, at least uh, I just look at it like professional wrestling. You know, I've said that before. If people are cheering from you, for you, then you're doing something right. If people are booing you, well, you're doing something right, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, pretty much. So we're just going to continue to do what we do. And uh, no matter how weird we sound back to ourselves when we listen. I'm getting over it. It just takes time. I'm just not, it's, it's like, you know, when I first met you, right. Yeah. You know, I used to, I was giving speeches around the area for, for second amendment and some other stuff, yeah. um, you know, for, uh, CRT in schools or yeah. against CRT, against in, CRT schools. in schools. I got you. And, you know, I go back and listen to the recordings of me talking and it's just like, Oh, I sound like that. Yeah. And people actually are clapping for me. That, that's just <laughs> weird. Now I'm, I'm beginning to sort it's of get comfortable. It's not the tone. It's not the voice inside your head. It's the content of what you have to say. Yes. You have meaningful things to say. Sometimes. And you speak from the heart, so therefore oh, try it, to. it reacts with people. I try to speak from the heart. Yeah. But uh, it just sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I know, I know. Well, it's been a crazy week this week. Has it? It has been. I mean, it's thanks. You know, well, when this airs, yesterday was Thanksgiving. That's true. Happy I, happy belated Thanksgiving oh, to you. Same to you. Did you eat Thank a lot of turkey? Uh, I'm projecting that I'm going to eat a lot of turkey. <laughs> well, we're pre-recording this, so <laughs> yes. no turkey has been et yet. Yeah, um, but a lot will be eaten by the, by the time oh, you guys hear this. Oh yeah. See, I had this I had this discussion at work today mm-hmm. because one of my favorite things about and granted maybe it's my hillbilly upbringing, one of my favorite things on the table for Thanksgiving is that old canned jellied cranberry sauce. Oh, that stuff is awesome. Oh, you don't like it either. No, a couple of the guys at work were just—they were gagging when I said that. That you know, you know when you you, you just cut the end of the can yeah. off and it goes yeah. right onto the plate. No, you know, and it's still got the rings from the can yeah. on it. No, oh, that's so awesome. No, it's not. Oh, by the forkful of stuffing oh. and a forkful of cranberries. Oh, it's great. Oh man, not actual cranberries. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the cranberry sauce. Yes, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yes. No. Shake like a jelly roll, baby. That's basically banned in my house. Why? What is wrong with you? I, I don't like the way it looks or the way it tastes. Does I, the rest of your family like it? Um, I, I don't. So it doesn't matter what well, they want as long as you get what you want. Yes. Dictator. Yes. That is wrong. No, it's not. It's my house. That, no. Well, no, you have to share. Hey, who pays the you, mortgage? It doesn't matter. You have to share. Who pays the bills? You asked her to marry you, did you not? I may have done that. 
and you uh, either if you planned or did not plan, you accomplished certain goals to create pregnancy. Did you not? You are supposed to be on my side in all this. As no, a man. I am on the sauce of cram- side of cranberry the sauce, sauce. The sauce of I'm cranberry. I am on the side, side of cranberry sauce. <laughs> I love cranberry sauce, and this has been a love affair a lot longer than I've known you. So I hate to play, it, but I hate to be real with you when keeping it real goes wrong. Cranberry sauce. Oh, that's so good. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> Over cranberry sauce? Over cranberry sauce. Oh, my God. I thought the Star Wars thing would get you. It turns no. out that you're divorcing me over cranberry <laughs> sauce. <laughs> that's right. It's over. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, thank God he's gone. I can have some cranberry sauce now. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, so what? <laughs> I forgot my, my fruit book. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your favorite thing about Thanksgiving dinner pumpkin pie oh no you can't go wrong with pumpkin pie i love pumpkin pie pumpkin or or pecan pie either one so my dad's a big pecan pie fan well he lives in atlanta he's in georgia well he he was born in alabama so used to that being in the south yeah i mean that's kind of in your dna if you're from the south sure and and i i don't i can't say i like pecan pie but i like Mm. pumpkin pie yeah either either one Put a little dollop of uh, whipped cream on top. No, and, just as mm. uh, just slice it and dice it. Ah, go. Well, see, I'll eat it plain too. Yeah, but you know, if I have my preference, just a little bit, not a whole bunch. So you like like the, the the grocery store pie or the homemade pie out of real out of pumpkins, not the pumpkin mix. Yes, yeah, out of real pumpkins where it's nice and stringy and I don't, I don't like the the real stuff. Oh no. my god. No, I'm definitely a uh, manufactured pie fan. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, no, real pumpkin I've pie. I've had real pumpkin pie. See, and you're eating pumpkin pie. I'm talking about pumpkin pie. See, I don't have any pumpkin pie. Yeah, no, I don't pumpkin. Eat pun- pun- I don't eat pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Yeah. It's a funny face you make when you try to talk like that. Pumpkin pie. Yeah, pumpkin pie. It's, you, can't snar- you can't do it without snarling. It's so smooth because it's uh, such a happy place. Pumpkin pie. Okay. See how that works? Okay. I'll let you have this one. Yeah. It's because you know it's true. No. Pumpkin pie. No. I will not give up. Pecan let pie. You... Cranberry sauce. My parents always taught me to honor my elders <laughs> and respect them. Therefore, I will not disrespect you, you though you're wrong. You have disregarded that rule so many times <laughs> since we've known each other. <laughs> well, I've always listened to you, though. Well, yeah. I have well, a t-shirt to prove it. The one time I didn't <laughs> listen and you proved me wrong, I got a t-shirt. So. Mm-hmm. Which reminds you to listen to me every time. And I do. I'm listening to you right now. I got you. I just don't. What about custard pie? I can't say I've ever had that before. It's a weird texture. You have to be in the mood for it. You either like it or you don't. There is no medium. But custard pie is a, is custard a good pie. Southern, southern thing. Yeah. So what is, I mean, what, what kind of custard it's is it? It's an egg custard. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I don't think I've yeah. ever had that before. Oh, so good. So good. Usually around the holidays. Okay. Yeah. It, so is custard like... Is it kind of like a yogurt type consistency? No, it's like um, it's consistent like a, a pumpkin pie or pumpkin pie, not a pumpkin pie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, huh. yeah. I've never never even heard of it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I can't. Oh, we're gonna have to find somebody to get you a good custard pie. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to try it. Yeah, it's 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 different. It's acquired. It's like I said, either people like it or they don't. There is no mm-hmm. middle ground. I wouldn't mind trying it. Yeah. There's one I had years ago when I was growing up in Illinois. Our neighbor would make rhubarb pie mm. over Thanksgiving. One of my all-time favorites. I don't like rhubarb. Really? I love rhubarb. My mom used to make rhubarb pies. She makes the little fried pies, rhubarb fried pies. Fried? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I've never heard, never heard of that. You make that. like the pastry, and then you put uh-huh. the, the homemade filling in the middle of it, and then you 
close it over like a clamshell, pinch okay. the edges together, mm-hmm. and then you actually fry it in the pan in a pan of grease. Really? Yeah. Oh. And it makes the uh, the the pastry part a little crispy with the sweet filling on the inside. Mm. Oh. Mm. Mm. Son, you've been missing out on some Southern food. Yeah. Well, I didn't grow up in the South. I know. I know. I grew up in the North. Kind of, sort yeah, of, California Midwest. and Midwest, well, Chicago. Yeah, we don't. We have we have we have pumpkin pie there. Yeah, so y'all don't know what's good in Chicago in the windy city. Apparently not. Yeah, no. But, but pumpkin pie. So the only other pie that is acceptable during holidays is mm-hmm. sweet potato pie. See, I can't eat that. Why not sweet potatoes? Don't like the way they taste. Really? Yeah, I never have. Boy, you are a city boy, ain't you? My parents tried to stuff that down me when I was a kid. Sweet potato pie. Yeah, even the sweet potatoes in general. Back I, home, it's sweet tater pie. Sweet tater pie. It's taters. Okay, you know, I, I got you. Taters. I, I spent time in Texas. I've heard the word tater. You've I know, heard the word tater. I know what tater is. They didn't call you tater, did they? No, they did not call me tater. Yeah, that might not have been a compliment. <laughs> no, it would not be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ron White. Um, no, no, I, I, my parents tried to get me to eat tater pie. Yeah. And I just, I could not stomach it. I just didn't, didn't like it. Hmm. Just wow. a peculiar taste. I love me some sweet taters now. Um, no, for, for for Thanksgiving for me, it's it's really going to be. Do you call them yams? Um, I don't. Is that what you call sweet potatoes? No, sweet taters. Okay, I've, I, I know. Okay, I thought no, I don't call them yams. You, yeah, you can tell where people are from by what they call their food sometimes. Okay, no, we call them sweet mm-hmm. potatoes, but I didn't like them. Yeah, and yams, I yams. I, I I'm positive I've had yams before. I don't eat them anymore if I have. But you know what yams are? No, I don't. It's sweet potatoes. It's another name for them. Oh, is it really? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> see, then no. I, do I wasn't like setting them. you up. I promise. I thought you knew that. No. Yeah. No, I did not know that. Sweet taters. Okay. Well, no, I don't eat either one. Ah. No, but well, say for Thanksgiving, my idea of a good meal, the meal yes. I'm going to be eating, the, the, the meal I ate yesterday, since this podcast has come out on Friday, mm-hmm. I had uh, turkey, lots of turkey. Absolutely. I got a tryptophan just head rush oh yeah um lots of mashed potatoes and gravy okay um pumpkin pie mm-hmm. um my wife made some um green bean casserole which i probably will i did not eat kind of like green bean casserole okay I, I smelled it and did smell very very good okay um that's my thanksgiving Fairly I, traditional. I, I ate uh, stuffing love stuffing oh yeah with as long as it got a lot of gravy on it if it's too dry in the stuffing gravy oh, yeah. in the stuffing really yeah i don't like i don't like uh. bread that's Moist or wet? Yeah. Well, stuffing's not, you know, you don't look at it like bread. It's a different type of food. No, but it is, it's got bread in it. It's breaded. Yeah. Know, See, I don't breading. like, I don't like bread or breading. Yeah. That's, if it's too you dry, like, you, you can't. You don't like bread pudding in. No, I do not. Okay. If bread, dry bread, I don't like. I, I mean, can appreciate the texture thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, it, for me, I got to put gravy on it. Then yeah. I can eat it just fine. Oh, wow. No. See, that's what you use the cranberry sauce for. No. Yeah, a big bite of turkey, stuffing, cranberry sauce. Um, 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 just like that. It's like Pac-Man. Just like, oh, my God, <laughs> dude. <laughs> well, see, now I'm not going to be able to forget that analogy yeah. as I'm yeah. eating. As uh, While I was eating yesterday, I had this Pac-Man thing in my head. <laughs> that's right. Game over. <laughs> no, man, that's that's good stuff. And, you know, it's funny when, uh, and, and we'll get on to the topics of the day. I know we're going into our Thanksgiving discussion at the beginning rather than the end. But, um, you know, when I was uh, when I was younger, when me and my wife were uh, t- uh, first together, 
Um, well, even before me and my wife got together, my mom used to guilt me, if at all possible, unless the army had other plans for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you always you always came home for Christmas, always. Kids places home at Christmas, you know. Um, and then you just got the regular mom guilt to try to make it home for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So especially after me and my wife got together, you know, um, and I had a little more freedom as I got older to to you know fit my schedule and all. Um, we would drive home for Thanksgiving, then turn right around and drive back home for Christmas. Um, and then my son was born and my mom's like, uh, we'll, uh, I guess we'll expect to see you at Christmas. No, mom. Why not? Well, you've always said a child's place is at home for Christmas and we now have a son and he needs to be home for Christmas. And my mom was like, oh, my words used against me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we use the dark side to get her away. That's right. You know? Um, but you know, I was also missing it, but by, by doing that Christmas time, we missed out on, you know, my mom's Christmas Turkey. And basically we would do almost the same Thanksgiving dinner for Christmas, mm-hmm. you know? So I was used to getting my mom's home cooking for Thanksgiving and Christmas time after time, after time, after time, but dra- traveling back and forth, I never got the good old turkey sandwiches afterwards. Mm, oh yes. Leftover turkey sandwiches. Yep. So when we started staying home for Christmas, we started doing a traditional turkey and dressing dinner at home, me and my wife and, and our son. And um, I, I, I'd forgotten just how good those leftover turkey sandwiches were. So now I'll buy the biggest turkey I can find mm-hmm. to cook for Christmas. So that way I've got sandwiches left over till like March. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah of course. That's, the leftovers are sometimes just as good as the, uh, the actual meal itself. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of with you when it comes to turkey. You know, usually I slice the turkey, mm-hmm. and the leftover stuff will go in the refrigerator, and yeah. I'll just I'll, I'll eat it as a snack. Oh yeah, I mean I'll have it for for lunch. Yep. After lunch. Yeah. Before dinner. Yeah. Dinner. Have some gravy oh, yeah. on the side. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Have you ever had Have you ever had a a, um, a smoked turkey? Yes. My dad started doing that. Yeah. And I'd never had one before. Yep. And oh my gosh, the just the smoky taste to it. Oh yeah, and the, the meat was just so tender. Yeah. It was so juicy. It was like, oh, yeah. 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 Now there's different ways to do turkey, and I like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, you know. It's a, and you know now being older with uh, both my parents uh, deceased, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I was happy that I did in having conversations with my mom. Some of my favorite foods over the years, I got all of her recipes. Oh, cool. So we still make my mom's stuffing, which is the best, mm-hmm. you know, stuffing. I, it just nothing ever compared to it, you know. Um, my mom's meatloaf. Mm-hmm. My wife has adapted to making my mom's recipe for meatloaf. I absolutely love it, you know. So there's a few of my mom's home cooking things that uh, uh, lived lived on after her days were over. Mm-hmm. She would love that. <laughs> well, it's good that you're doing it. Maybe you yeah. can pass them on to your son once he has sure. a family and— Sure. Yeah, those recipes will stay in the family for generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's you know that's what this part of time of year is really, um, you know, one of the key themes of this time of year is tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, unfortunately, uh, we we well we work as much to keep tradition at home as much as possible, but the rest of the world's kind of spitting on tradition. That's true. You know, my wife and I when we got married in two thousand five. Um, excuse me, we were living here in Virginia, obviously, after we moved, we got moved here after we got married, my parents were in Chicago and her parents were there too. Yeah. So we just, you know, on holidays, we went back and forth to Chicago for, for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then we started having kids. 
Yeah. And of course, as you know, it gets harder to travel with kids. Oh, absolutely. And eventually, you know, our parents started to come see us for holidays, which was great. Well, that kind of ended around 2010-ish. And my best friend lives in Lexington. My other best friend. You're my best friend, too. What? My other Are best you friend. cheating on me? No. No. I've just known him longer. All right. I, I'm probably cheating on him more than you. We'll talk about this later, oh, young man. Oh, great. Take me out behind the woodshed. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. uh, no, he, he and I, I've known him since uh, 2006. We've been flying airplanes forever together. And yeah. so his kids were very, were, were all small. They were like, his daughter was like, I don't know, 10 at the time. And his, his son was like, you know, six. Now his daughter is a PhD. <laughs> and his son um, yeah. is in the Air Force. Yeah. Okay. It's like, it's I, I've watched these kids grow sure. up. I mean- Anyway, my buddies know me since before I had kids. Yeah, I had so. this conversation with some friends last night. I happened to run into mm-hmm. uh, in a store that uh, you know when we first, me and my wife first moved to this area. You know, I went on. I had one last deployment. I went and did that for a couple of years. Came back, and uh, you know, became a full time parent, coaching sports and boys. You know, doing Boy Scouts and or Cub Scouts at the time and all that stuff and. Uh, this was another one of the local uh, little league coaches, mm-hmm. and we were just talking about running into people, you know, that we coached, you know, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And ten years, it, it don't seem like it's long when you're my age. You can look back at ten years, you can see the difference in some things and how things didn't change. But we were, I, I told him, I said, you know, it's funny. I said we uh, for Mother's Day, we went to uh, uh, one of the nearby cities. Uh, to, I took my wife out for the day, took her shop and did whatever she wanted to. It was her day. Um, we found a place to eat and we go in and we sit down and the guy comes, the, the server comes over and, uh, gets our drink order, comes back with our drinks, sets them down on the table and he looks down at me and he goes, you don't remember me, do you coach? I went, Oh, wait a minute, coach. That's a trigger word. I know this. I know this. I sit there. I looked at him for a minute. I went, man, you, you look familiar in the eyes. I said, but. I said, I, I can't place you. And he told me who he was. And just as he got ready to tell me, it was clicked. I was like, holy crap. He goes, I can't believe you didn't recognize me. I was like, dude, you didn't have a full beard when you were eight. <laughs> you know, how am I supposed to remember? You know, he, he laughed, you know, and we caught up. And, you know, I said, I know his parents. And, and you know, we caught up on what everybody was doing. It was kind of cool. But, you know, it's really cool that they come up to you afterwards and they remember you after all that time. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that you were somebody that made an impact on them. Um, but it's also very depressing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when they're adults. Yeah. One of my kids that played Little League, I uh, ran into him at a local high school ball game this, uh, this past fall. Yeah. He introduced me to his wife. Wow. He's already graduated college. He's a teacher in Northern Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like, it's like what? My, it's like my, Ten like, years ago. Well, my buddy's daughter, you know, I mean, she's a PhD now. I went to her wedding two years ago. Yeah. This is the same girl that was like 10 yeah. when I first met her. You know, she was my daughter's age. Yeah. And now she's out. She's married. Yeah. PhD. Yeah. Working for the government, doing. Government, working for the man. Doing secret squirrel stuff. And it's like, oh my gosh, I remember you and you were just a little 10 year old. Yeah. His son is now out there in the Air Force defending our country. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving may puts you in this reminiscing oh, mood yeah. and and uh, just makes you think of all the things you're thankful for. You're just, you know, oh, it does. You just you just got to be thankful that uh, you know, you you have the privilege of watching young people grow and succeed cuz you know, going in the Air Force, having a PhD, getting married, that's all, you know, milestones, it you is. know, where 
you show where you have succeeded in life. So, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of the, you know, tradition and, and, you know, just watching that, just be thankful, be, be thankful. When we, when we moved here, we had, we have no family in the area. Same here. So whenever we had holidays, after I started having kids, it got harder to travel, like I was saying. And so my buddy down there, we would do holidays at their house. They would come up, they come up for our house for a holiday. We'd go to their house for a holiday. And we've been doing that probably since 2010. Yeah. Every Christmas, pretty much, pretty much every Thanksgiving, um, and then COVID hit, yep. and things kind of stopped, and just because of all the, the hysteria and the fear, not between our two families, just just things kind of came to a halt. Yeah, and then we kind of realized last year we really haven't gotten together. We we've 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 missed this tradition we've always done. So t- tomorrow, which is now yesterday, yeah, um, we went over to my buddy's house. Did you? Yeah, and in fact, uh, both of his kids. Um, are were there? Yeah, his PhD daughter yeah. and his Air Force son. His wingnut son. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna comment on that. I was in the military. Um, I like the I, Air Force though. I did. I can. <laughs> I know I you will. can. I know you will. <laughs> but his family, the entire family, that's beautiful. Is there? It's cool. And mine's gonna be there. Yeah. Or was there? Yeah. And it's just like this is awesome. It's yeah. it's it's like the old tradition yeah. is is being continued. Sure. And I I just love it. So, um, speaking of new traditions, yes, uh, me and my wife went to Chinese food the other night. Oh, did you? And we were talking about because it's our family tradition mm-hmm. that we go to Chinese food on Christmas Eve. I remember that you all went with us last year. We did. Yes. Are we going to continue that tradition this year? I'd like to. Well, then make it make it a plan. That's what we we're I talking about. I would love about. to. We adopted that from a Christmas story. Oh, did you really? Ra 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 ra. Wow. <laughs> we really did. That's what it came for. That's where that's where we used to, we were watching it one day and went, "Hey, let's go get Chinese food." And for some reason, we've just done it every year since. That was a decade ago or more. So you invited us last year, and yeah. I forget. Were we out doing something together, and then we decided to go get dinner or something? Uh, or? I think we were on the phone and said, "Hey, we're doing our family tradition. You're welcome to come." Maybe that's what like, it okay. was. Yeah, because yeah. you know we we haven't gone back to Chicago or to, my, my parents moved obviously, and so yeah. it's hard to get down to them with with with, with my job and, and the schedule I have. But um, it's it's nice to have something I can do local. Yeah, you know, and and Jim, honestly, I'm not saying this to blow your head up. I know your head's gonna get big when I say uh, it, but but you know, you're basically almost like family to me. Sure. You're my brother, sure. and you know I enjoy hanging out with you. So I would, <laughs> I'll talk to the wife and the kids, but no, I, I we have nothing. We have no other plans. You gotta and, get some salt and pepper shrimp, baby. Woo! Oh yeah, that's good stuff. It's awesome. Okay, so we have spent half of this episode, more almost half of this episode, just kind of rambling on about who we are. But people need to know that sometimes. Oh, do they need to know? They that? do need to know that. That's do how they? they connect with us. Is that what it is? At a personal level. On a personal level. Yeah. What about the ones who listen who hate us? You think we've bored them enough to where they've tuned up? I couldn't care less about what they think. (laughs) Whatever. They can do whatever they want to do. What I care about are our listeners who are taking notes right now. Take take more notes. We've got another 45 minutes to go. Yeah. About how the Nazi asshole spends Christmas Eve with his black (laughs) best friend in a Chinese food restaurant. Yeah. That fits the narrative, doesn't it? That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> what a headline. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, oh my well. gosh, that's hilarious. That's, you know what? Let them talk. Who cares? No, hey, you know what? I enjoy talking about what we do. And yeah. All right, what's in the fruit book? What, are we going, what is actually on the actual agenda to discuss tonight? Well, one of the things on the agenda, something I did not bring up earlier okay. um, on your Wednesday show, I thought yes. it was kind of funny, though, was that did you know that Kanye West asked Donald Trump to be his running mate in 2024? 
<laughs> no, I didn't. You not. didn't know that. So apparently, uh, this, was an, this was a headline on the New York Post. Uh, Kanye West went down to Mar-a-Lago, yeah, specifically to ask Donald Trump to be his running mate in 2024. It's, Hollywood is like a bunch of kids in a clubhouse. Pretty much. When I grow up, Donald Trump's going to be my running mate. And I'm going to be president. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I just want to know whatever Kanye West is on, I want some of it. Oh my God. You know, they said they were talking about how much money he has lost because of his oh, yeah. weird turns he's taken lately. All of his endorsements. He was a, he was yeah. officially a billionaire mm-hmm. this time last year. Now he's worth like 200 million. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I know Adidas dropped him. That was the big one. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because they picked me up. Oh, did they? Now? Yeah. Yeah. I signed a, a four oh. and a half billion dollar deal. Oh. Yeah, it's a lifetime deal. Can you give me a pair of Yeezys? Done. Wow. Done. You know what I'm going to do with them? What are you going to do with them? I'm going to burn them. Good for you. I don't wear Yeezys. It's like, hey. I mean, what, what What are those? Shoes. Oh, okay. So I have no idea. Kanye's clothing line. See, I didn't know he even had a clothing line until I read that he lost his Adidas um, endorsement. You are so hip. Dude, I am not hip. <laughs> How is it the 56-year-old white guy knows this stuff and you don't? Because the 40-year-old black guy has been <laughs> living the life of a white guy. No. Why did the uh, weird Al Yankovic song "White and Nerdy" pop into my head? Because that's my theme song. (laughs) Just too white and nerdy. When I was in college, oh my god, my buddy played that song for me, and that was like my theme song in college. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm more white than I am black. Uh, Oh, you're gonna get emails now. You're denying your culture. I'm not denying my culture. I'm stating a fact. Yeah. I just that's just how I was. Brought up. That's just oh. who I am. It is what it is. Take it or leave it. Like it or not. Don't care. That's just who I am. Somebody on social media is going to call you Clayton Bigsby for it's over. Probably so. Probably That'd be so. hilarious. Oh, um, but no, I, it, yeah, I, <laughs> it's too white and nerdy. I, I got that song so, in my head. Thank you. What, what, so we keep going with the fruit book. Anyway, so basically he, he said he went down to Mar-a-Lago and this is the quote from him. He goes, quote, First time at Mar-a-Lago, rain and traffic. Can't believe I kept President Trump waiting, and I had on jeans. Yikes. That was his tweet from Tuesday night. Uh, <laughs> so this was recent. Yeah. This article came out on the 23rd. So today. Yeah. So. I mean, I mean Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. So, I mean, Donald Trump had already declared that he's going to run for president. What? Did he not watch the news? I don't know what Kanye's thinking. No one knows what Kanye's thinking. Uh, I don't think Kanye, Kanye knows, knows what, what Kanye's, Kanye's thinking. thinking. Oh my goodness! Trump is Trump already announced he's running for president. Yes. If anything, so when I first saw the article, I thought it was Kanye West going down to offer his services to run with Donald Trump. Yeah. Not ask Trump to be his running mate. Yeah, that's so so bizarre. You know, Kanye. Let me let me. I know you listen to this show. Just just hear me out for a second, Gay. All right. Kanye listens. Well, he he probably will after this episode. Okay. All right. Because I'm sure some news reporters and say, hey, you were mentioned on the Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight up in Virginia. Yeah. You should listen to this. How about that? We'll probably get a call next week. Um, anyway, I want you to just, just listen for a second, Kanye. Okay? You are not presidential material. Donald Trump was the president. He is presidential material compared to you. So if you want to run as his running mate, that's one thing. I can't support that. Listen, if Trump endorsed him as his running mate, sorry, Donald, I'm out. You know what? <laughs> I'm out. After Jesse Ventura was governor of Minnesota, anything can happen. 
Yes, but I don't see Trump endorsing Kanye for his v- for you know tapping him as the I, VP. No, I can't see it either. But um, but if he does, I'm out. I'm out. There's no way I could see. I, I would rather Kamala Harris stand in the White House than Kanye West. <laughs> You're gonna see who was it? Nancy Pelosi. There is no way Donald Trump will ever be, listen to what I'm saying to you. There is no way Donald Trump will ever be president of the United States. This is this could come back to haunt you. Probably so. <laughs> Probably so. Oh my goodness. Donald, I know you listen to the show. Do not bring on Kanye as your VP. Yeah. No. I think I think the best place for Donald Trump right now would be head of the RNC. Have I mentioned that before? You have, and I'm 100% supportive of that. I think he would be great. He would bring a lot of attention, make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I th- yeah, I think he would put the Republican Party back on track to where it needs to be. Look at all the people who won their races in this past election cycle. Yeah. Okay. I realize, excuse me, I realize that the Republican Party did not have the red wave they wanted, but of all the Republicans who won, look at the record that Trump had in sure. in, in yeah. endorsing people. I mean, the dude's batting like 90%. Did you see that the legislation in Florida is looking into rewriting Florida law? Yes, I did. To allow DeSantis to run for president without resigning as governor? I saw that. How about that? That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome sauce. That is, uh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. It really, would they be doing that if he hadn't, have uh, dropped a note in somebody's ear? I don't think so. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we all know. Well, we all know. Look, Ron DeSantis is going to run in 2024. Yeah. And I, I'm okay. I mean, if they want to change, if Florida wants to change the law, change the law. That's up to the residents down there. It's up to them. Yeah. I think it's fine. Um, Who do you think be his running mate? If he did, if he got the nomination and he had to pick a running mate, who would it be? Mike Pompeo. You think so? I like Mike Pompeo. It would yes. be good for foreign policy. It'd be fantastic for foreign policy. Yeah, that would be great. I don't know. Um, I'm telling you, um, Glenn Youngkin has some push. Yes, he does. But I don't know that Glenn wants to be number two to somebody. I don't think he does. He's not used to being number two. No. From CEO to governor, he's never been number two. So I don't think he... Yeah. But... Uh, and honestly, I wouldn't want two people up there who. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't want him on a ticket with Mike Pence. Well, I I like Mike Pence, contrary to a lot of other Republicans. Okay. But what I'm saying is, I don't dislike Mike Pence. Don't don't, don't, oh, don't get okay, me wrong. No, no, no well, I'm not saying that to be you know, con- controversial or contradictory oh, or whatever. Question. I'm just asking the question. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Here's how I feel about it: If you're going to have a president who doesn't have foreign policy experience, and yeah. you need a vice president who does, sure. Uh, to me, there needs to be a, a balance out there. You know, you don't want someone like, okay, I hate to say this. You've got Joe Biden, who's been in politics for 400 million well, that years. that was the Obama-Biden argument while Biden got the VP nod was his foreign policy. His policy, yeah. Yeah. But then you brought in Kamala Harris with zero experience whatsoever. Uh, she, yeah. And we're seeing how the, how, how this worked out. Yeah. I think whoever runs in 24, you know, if, if Trump is running as president, let's say he gets the nomination to be president, then... Literally anyone could be his VP because he now he already has the foreign policy experience. He already has the presidential experience, but he could, he should bring somebody on board that he can build up to be his replacement. Sure, sure. What do you think happens though if he doesn't get the nomination? What do you think that he what route he's going to take? Is he going to be cordial and bow out? Is he going to explode and try to take the party down with him? I don't know. That's something to think about. 
Yes. I, I have done some thinking about it. And quite honestly, I, I don't have an answer because if you look at his tweets, you look at how he responds to yeah. most things. It's, it's like a, I hate to say it, it's like a child's temper tantrum sometimes. Sure. Um, so will he take down the party? I, part of me says, I don't think he will, because I think he recognizes that you need an apparatus that big to help you win. And if you take down the Republican party and start your own, yeah, all you're doing is splitting the ticket. Yeah. And the Democrats are going to win. And so, you know, four years ago, I would have said that he probably would have blown the party up. Now I'm not so sure, but I'm not, I can't say it definitively. Um, I just, I just hope that if he does lose, that it is graceful. Yeah. You know, that he says, okay, look, I didn't, I didn't win. I'm going to help the winner cross that finish line. And he, and he, and really if he put his all into it, yeah, that the person that wins the nomination wins in 2024. I mean, if you got Donald Trump behind you and all of his supporters, you're, you're, you're going to be fine. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Um, but I- well, I tell you, it's um, we've had this conversation before. Um, me personally, um, the game has changed. Uh, I look for somebody fresh for the nomination. That's what I want. I'm the same way. That's what I want. So, I, I I'll, I'm gonna go on record. I'm gonna say this. I voted for Trump in 2016. I did too. I voted for Trump in 2020. I did too. I'm a big Trump supporter. I'm a supporter of what Trump did. But I think like you, the times have changed. Yes. He was good for the country when he came on the scene. Yep. We needed somebody who was willing to have a backbone that Republicans traditionally have not had. He he motivated people to get out and get involved. Yes. He motivated people like a DeSantis. He motivated yes. people like a, a Bobert or a, a Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mm-hmm. You know some of these folks out here. He cast a uh, he cast a warning across the bow of a lot of those establishment Republicans who were just idling through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah, no, he's he he created quite a wake in his presence in the White House, yeah. and it uh, it rattled things to the good. Yeah. However. You know, just like he went through, and I always said this when he was when he was president. You know, people was, was complaining that nobody would work for him. Well, he brought in people to get certain goals met. If you're, you know, you were good at getting this phase of this job done, you come in, you do your phase of it, you move on, we put somebody else in place. You know, and that was the route he took. Well, his phase of making America great again mm-hmm. is complete. Yeah. So under his own business plan, his time has come and gone. There is a place for him. Yes. Um, it, it, it just isn't an, on Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah. It, you remember when if the he te- gets the nomination, I will vote for him again. Sure. And I would too, unless Kanye's his vice president. <laughs> and then I'm really going to do some serious thinking. Um, so Donald, please don't. But okay. Remember when the Tea Party burst on the scene? Yes. So a lot of people don't like the Tea Party, and I happen to like them because it brought fresh people to the. I mean, half the members of Congress today are in there because of the Tea Party. Exactly. You know, and had the Tea Party not shown up when it yep. did, we'd be stuck with the old traditional establishment. Sure. 
Well, the Tea Party was kind of waning about the time that the Obama mm-hmm. in, in the Obama administration, and so when Trump came on board, it's almost like he picked up the mantle yeah. and took it like five steps further. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, you got to think about it too. We have the political landscape that we have now has a lot to do with that Tea Party. Sure. Yeah. Because all of a sudden the people were rising up. Mm-hmm. The more conservative side of the Republican Party was rising up and going, we're tired of this establishment. We're tired of it. Well, to counterbalance that, we got that's where we got the left-wing lunatics mm-hmm. that started crawling out of the woodwork. Well, we see what, the, the, what the, the Tea Party is doing with the conservatives. Now, all of a sudden, we're getting the socialist side of the liberal, of the Democrat Party coming out. Um, so, you know, it, it's funny how... Um, one little grassroots movement, how it made such a huge difference in today's politics. Well, I, I'll go on the record to say if it had not been for the Tea Party, I don't think Trump was to a chance in 16. No. No, I agree with I you mean, 100%. It, yeah, I think you're right. It changed the face of politics to the point where anybody literally yeah. could step up and say, I'm going to be president yep. and run. And like Trump, no experience, never been in politics, right. never really been involved in anything. So he says, I'm going to be president. And there he is. Listen, when you have a million man march through D.C., mm-hmm. you know, and when that million man march leaves the city, they, they made their point. They got their voice heard. And when they left, they cleaned up and turned off the lights and locked the door behind them. You know, the Tea Party, when people saw what was going on, all of a sudden it's like, holy cow, maybe there is another side to it. Yep. Well, yin and yang. Well, there's good, there's evil, whichever's whichever, you know, you know, that's when it brought the left wingers out, um, the, the extreme left wingers out at the same time to, to counterbalance it. And, uh, man, I'm telling you what, the whole landscape changed. That's why he was needed. Yeah. That's why he was needed to be that, be that voice, to be that backbone, as you said. But now it's time to, um, uh, I think, I, I think it's time for younger blood. It's time for somebody with that kind of attitude, that kind of mentality, um, but somebody who does not have the, just the, the negative aura around him that, uh, that Donald Trump has in a lot of circles. Yeah. There, there's a part of him that is kind of, I hate to say it this way, it's kind of toxic. Well, it's that, you listen, you know what, I, I've, you've spent time in New York City. I've spent yep. time in New York City. Um, I, I love New York City as a place to visit. <laughs> That's right. You know? Not to live. Uh, right. I mean, it's a whole different attitude. If you've ever dealt with professionals or business people or anybody from New York City, you get that very aggressive, in-your-face kind mm. of mentality, and people just don't understand that out in the Midwest. They don't understand that in the Deep South. They yeah. don't understand that on the, on the left coast. New York is an entity all itself. Yeah. Um, so you need somebody with the skill and the, the, the intelligence um, uh, of Donald Trump in a, in a little different packaging. Well, you know, as well as I do, you know, this country is, is it's, it's split. It's, it's fractured big time in terms sure of is. ideology, right? Yeah. More so today than it ever has been. Not, well, we're in a civil war yet. So, but let's say in, in modern history, within yeah. the last 30, 40, 50 years. Sure. We are probably fractured more so than any time in the last 50 years. Yeah. Um, you know, when Trump came in, Trump was not what fractured this country. Yeah. It was the fact that you got people who were attacking him because of what he believed and what he wanted to do. I yeah. mean, from day one, when he when he announced his, his candidacy mm-hmm. to the time that he won, the Democrats have been attacking, attacking. And the, and the day one, I mean, the second he won the White House, yeah. it was attack, attack, attack. When he lost it, even up to today, attack, attack, attack. That's yeah. all it's been against him. 
we, we were so splintered as a country. I, well, when I made the comment about him being toxic, I think he's toxic when it comes to bringing people together. Oh yeah. I think he was great on policy. Yeah. I think he'd be great going forward on policy. But we've got to find a way to, to heal this divide that we have in this country. Yeah. And I think it's going to take somebody who's a little bit less in your face, like somebody from New York. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more reserved. You mean but, like, like me? Dude, you're like a bull in a china <laughs> shop. Okay. Um, I, I think if we put you in the White House, you'd, yeah. you, you'd force peace. You'd yeah. force it. Well, everybody gets a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're not going to give peace a chance. We're, we're going to force peace. Yeah. <laughs> so you get peace and you get peace and you get peace. But no, I think someone like a Ron DeSantis or even a Mike Pompeo, will yeah. I will do more to bring our country back together. Yeah. I don't think this country in, uh, in the shape it's in now, um, I don't know if it's ever going to be brought back together. I, I agree. And, I, and I'm not trying to be a pessimist, you know. I'd rather be the optimist, but uh, we are so far now into mm-hmm. into the in, into the red that um, I just don't know that we'll ever be back again. I mean, it just there's just too many too many dif- different directions it goes, you know. So I don't well, know. Well, and, and what I'm saying, I, I'm not trying to be an optimist at all in this case. I, I believe that honestly. There's not, there's nothing to bring this country back together again. Um, to me, it would take the second coming of Jesus Christ for it to come back together again. You know, that's really it. We're at, we're at a point where we're almost at each other's throats. I mean, look what the liberal left does. If you say one thing on this podcast, they just tear you apart. It's no longer about, well, you can have your opinion. It's okay. Yeah. No, it's tear him down and let, let's get him fired and, yeah. and drive him out of the city. Well, you know, it is um, social. To me, social media media is the Tower of Babylon. We keep building it. We keep building it. And once it gets so high, then uh, everybody's going to split up and go their own ways. That's an interesting way to look at it. I, I honestly had never thought of it like that. That just blew your mind a little bit. You did. Yeah, you you really did. You hate when I do that. Yeah, you do it every now and then. <laughs> and this is one of those now and then times. But... Yeah, I mean, the whole yeah. idea of the Tower of Babylon back in the biblical mm-hmm. days was mm-hmm. they were trying to bring all of humanity together, all under one language to reach, basically to, to become God. Sure. And, you know, when, when God said, yeah, it's not going to happen, and said, you all are done, and scattered everybody, and gave them all different languages, yeah. ever since then, we've never, as a world, been able to come together. Yeah. But social media, I had never really thought of it. Man, you are <laughs> wise. <laughs> Old hillbilly. (laughs) Instead of seeking wisdom on the mount, you're coming up on the mountain. (laughs) Mount, mountain, what's the difference? Seeking wisdom up on the ridge. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the holler. (laughs) In the 28th book of the New Testament, (laughs) Dwight went up to uh, the Mount of Jim Wood, and he learned... (laughs) From... From the voice of the holler. <laughs> That's right. That social media is really like Babylon. Yeah. Tower of Babylon. In, or Tower of Babylon. That's interesting. I, I'm going to do a little more thinking about that because that's, <laughs> that's truly remarkable. You, you got that deep thought look in your face as soon as I said <laughs> that. So, yeah, no, that's just, that's, you know, sometimes I just put it, you know, I'm a simpleton putting it in a simple <laughs> way, I guess. I don't know. 
I don't know. What else you got in the old fruit book? Well, let's move on because we've, we've exhausted Kanye wanting to become president again. Kanye wanting to be president. So kind of in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I think it's important to note that um, our, our wonderful 46th president has a bunch of accomplishments that he wishes for us to discuss around the Thanksgiving dinner table. So I hear that he put that out, and did. I did not have the stomach to go look at it, but well, there you I go. can see you printed me up a page and brought it in here. I did, just for you. Oh, my goodness. So the White House has decided in their infinite wisdom to uh, provide something called President Biden's Top Accomplishments for when <laughs> chatting with your uncle at Thanksgiving. Your uncle, why not your aunt? Your auntie. It's exactly your my point. That's pretty sexist of them, isn't it? It is pretty sexist. I mean. Don't don't women also like to talk about politics? Uh, you know, absolutely. I mean. My wife does. My daughter does. There's a woman who holds the second most powerful seat in America. So we can't even talk to her about this stuff. No, because she doesn't count. She's not an uncle. Unless she identifies as an uncle. <laughs> She's not an uncle. Does she identify so, as an uncle? That's just the way you said it. You know, I mean, <laughs> Uncle Kamala, you can't talk to Uncle K about it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's the way you said it. <laughs> <laughs> Tackling inflation and lowering costs. Well, this comes up all the time at Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, Yeah. You know, right after the as you say grace, you start talking about this. Actually, that's part of grace. Oh, is it? Oh, thank you, Lord, for tackling inflation and lowering costs under (laughs) President Biden. (laughs) So, so the first thing under that is gas prices are down by a dollar thirty-five a gallon since June, and inflation is is moderating. Yeah, it's down a dollar thirty-five a gallon after you run it up three dollars a gallon. But it's still down. Oh, my God. Unsnarling supply chains to lower the cost of <laughs> Wait, goods. Unsnarling. That's the word it says. Unsnarling. unsnarling. That is that is uh, post-pre-snarling. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the supply chains to lower the cost of goods. Aren't we getting ready to go into a rail strike right now? It's 50-50. Yeah, but 50, it's 50, been 50, 50, 50 for how long now? Even after he said, I saw, I solved the, the, the train problem. Uh, now look at it. <laughs> he's, he's still um, unsnarling it. <laughs> yeah. Saving Americans with hearing loss up to $3,000 on hearing aids. You know what all the people said? What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Okay. Tackling junk fees that cost America billions, like surprise over surprise overdraft charges. Well, our government should be worried about overdraft car- charges when we're a trillion dollar. How many trillion dollars in debt? It's only thirty-one, but but who's counting? Yeah, imagine what those overdraft fees are like. That's right. Holy cow! Took on big pharma and won, lowering prescription drug drug and health care costs. Uh, uh. Uh, my head's about to explode right now. Took on big pharma and won, lowering prescription drug prices. Pr- drug prices. Doug. Uh, Doug. Mm. Drug prices and healthcare costs. Um. Well, you know, I remember, you know, because it's so close to my family with my nephew, uh, mm-hmm. uh, who needs insulin. That Donald Trump made insulin a locked low price, and when Biden came in, he pulled that away and made insulin go back up through the roof again. Imagine that. How about that? They don't yeah. seem to talk about that. No. And he lowered health care costs? Not the last bill I saw. Let's see. I remember him leaning into Obama's ear going, this is a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. When he's talking about how Obama raped everybody in this country over Obamacare. 
So he lowered costs, really, well, after the last medical after taking bill people's I got, health care away. It ain't lower. Um, he kept in, see right here, he's right the first one underneath it. Mm-hmm. Kept insulin copays at 35 per, scri- per, per prescription for seniors on Medicare. What about people who aren't seniors? What about my 16 year old nephew who needs insulin to live? Yeah. He doesn't count. Under the Trump program, it was lowered. When he came into office, it jacked it back up. Lowering health insurance premiums by $800 annually for Americans who buy insurance through the Affordable Care Act. So if you have private insurance, you're screwed. If you buy it on the government website, congratulations. Yeah, let's talk about this over Thanksgiving dinner. Worked with Republicans to rebuild America's infrastructure. Hey, can, you, can you pass the yams first before you read the next, next no, point? No, we got sweet taters at my table. Oh, okay. All right. Worked with Republicans to rebuild America's infrastructure. I don't even want to look at the subcategories underneath this because when have they offered to do anything to work with Republicans? Investing in passenger rail and public transit. Amtrak is practically bankrupt. Yeah. And they're getting ready to go on strike. Yeah. How about, how about the, the big rail coming out of California? Was it that the high-speed rail? Yeah. Yeah, we see how that worked out. Yeah. Rebuilding roads and bridges. They're always talking about roads and bridges. Uh, I don't see roads and bridges being tackled. I see local, I see, I see. That's a state state, government, state and local government thing. Expanding affordable high-speed internet for all Americans. Well, that was something that was put forth by the Trump administration. Actually, they've been talking about it for a couple of administrations. Actually, you know, in a lot of the COVID relief funds were actually designated or able to be designated for high-speed internet in cities. Only some cities like Waynesboro didn't do that. They wanted to build a park instead. Just saying. There's there's some new folks on city council now. We'll see how that works out. Removing all sheriffs in town. Removing all lead pipes ensures clean drinking water in all communities. Uh, I think the people in Flint, Michigan, might argue with that. (laughs) That's right. The folks down there in what's that town in Mississippi that had the the water issue? I think they may argue with that. Worked with Republicans to make more in America, by passing the Chips and Science Act. Oh, what what's that? Investing in semiconductor manufacturing and other advanced cutting-edge technologies here in America. Seems like it was the Clintons and the Democrat Party who ran them out of America to begin with. Exactly. I think it was Intel that's building like a $20 billion plant. I think it's in Texas to do chips. Yeah. It's too little too late. No kidding. Taiwan's got all the chips. Yeah. Creating good-paying jobs in manufacturing. Those jobs are not coming back here. What what job what good paying jobs did he create? No. Oh. Brought together Republicans and Democrats to pass the first meaningful gun safety legislation in nearly 30 years. Oh, get those stupid guns off the street. Removing firearms from dangerous individuals. Like concealed carry permit holders. Like illegal citizens. Oh, oh, those Because people. there's three dead at UVA. Yeah. There's a handful dead in Chesapeake at, at Walmart. You know? Uh, Obviously, the, what he did didn't work. The, the, no, what he did was uh, pass the, the crime bill that put more black people in prison for minor crimes than any other lawmaker in American history. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that one. Expanding mental health services in schools. Well, everybody needs a counselor. Supporting school safety and narrows the boyfriend loophole to keep guns out of the hands of convicted dating partners. What? 
The boyfriend There loophole. are people all over America at Thanksgiving tables going, what? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, my God. They created, um, because a, a dating partner is not a spouse for domestic violence. So they, they widened that gap to include people you're dating, I guess. How about you just prosecute the dude if he shoots the person with a gun? Enforce the laws we yeah, have enforce already. Enforce the law. Despite global changes, we're making progress. 10 million jobs are created. Unemployment near record lows. Near uh, what? No, that, that's not true. That's not true. 10 million jobs created. What did you do to create 10 million jobs? I remember what you did to get rid of millions on top of millions on top of millions of jobs. Mm-hmm. So once you allowed people to go back to work without any kind of infringement, then all of a sudden you started claiming those numbers as jobs created. Yeah. Well, we all know the government yeah. does not create jobs. No, it does It not. only destroys. Unemployment near record lows, including for black and Hispanic Americans. Oh, that was under the Trump administration? Thank you very much. And boy, did they argue that point of how that was just not true, but now they want to claim it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. More small business launching than ever before. Where? Yeah, I've seen more closing their doors. Rallied the world in defense of Ukraine in the face of Putin's aggression. No, you didn't rally the world. What you did is you keep giving hundreds of millions of dollars to to to, to Ukraine. You're not rallying the world. We're, we're, we are single-handedly funding Ukraine's war against Russia. Okay, here, I'm not sure if I'm reading this one right. On the last one under this paragraph, it okay. says, And no taxes on people making above 400K, mm-hmm. he kept his promise. So the rich people don't have to pay taxes no more? No taxes on people making above 400K. Isn't that what that's saying? That's what it's saying. If you're wealthy, you ain't paying taxes. That's what it says. So he kept his promise to them. (laughs) Apparently, yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, Republicans in Congress are extreme, proposing a national ban on abortion. That's a flat-out lie. Yeah, that hasn't been the case. You know? um, No one's proposing that. Uh, planning to put Medicare and Social Security on the chopping block. No one's talking about doing that. Nobody ever has. This is just propaganda. Yeah. Trying to raise costs on Americans by repealing the Inflation Reduction Act. Well, the Inflation Reduction Act had nothing to do with reducing inflation. No. It was another bureaucratic waste of money that put money in the pockets of special interests. That's right. More so than taking a, a, taking a bite out of this monster that Biden, his administration created. Mm-hmm. It was just a spending bill is all it was. That's it was just, all it was. It was just free money for the government to spend. That's all it was. There were, there were organizations and, and uh, I won't say fact checking because those are the devil anymore. Um, but, you know, um, uh, there were groups that specifically look at legislation and stuff like that to see um, the validity of it. Mm-hmm. And there's ones from independent, both uh, independent, conservative, and, and liberal who looked at it, and all of them said the same thing. This does not reduce the inflation. No. It was a spending bill. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Passed under the guise of inflation reduction. That is ridiculous, man. That is just, that what, that's propaganda. It is. But, but it's good talking points as you're, as you're passing the, uh, the sweet potato and, 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 you're, and you're eating your cranberry canned cranberry sauce. sauce. You, can, mm-hmm. you can talk about how good Joe Biden has, um, has helped us. You know, what, what, he, what he missing here is the fact that, you know, food prices are up. 
Yep. Big time. Oh, absolutely. Good luck trying to find a turkey. Yep. Still paying six and seven dollars a gallon for diesel. Yeah. And there's a threat that uh, that diesel is is running tragically low. That's right. We're looking at a, at a potential strike with the train workers. If that happens, the, yeah. the, the train, the rail system is really other than truckers. It is the backbone of this country sure. for transportation of goods uh, of goods. Absolutely. They come to a halt, and the price of diesel goes up. America comes to a halt. We stop. Yeah. That becomes a very bad day. Yeah, I'm going to take that to my in-laws. Are they? Uh, for Thanksgiving. Tomorrow, which was yesterday when this airs. Oh, so when you talk to them, how'd that go? Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They're kind, of, they're kind of getting up in years. I might put them over the edge. <laughs> my father-in-law will throw the cranberry sauce somewhere. <laughs> so I'm a, we'll, we'll wait till after dinner to talk about it. <laughs> I'll wear a Viking's helmet to dinner while you're there. In case yeah. Well, throwing things at you. It, would, it wouldn't surprise anybody. But yeah, I, I thought that was kind of fun to see that uh, that 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 propaganda out of the White House because that's, that's exactly, exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. Nothing on there is true. No, I mean Biden has done nothing this year but that see, we can be really thankful for. I think I told you uh, a few episodes ago, just for you know, just for fun, just to see what what they're talking about. You know, uh, I, I get the satellite radio on my vehicle, and I, mm-hmm. I flipped it over to some of the liberal. Uh, uh, station to the liberal station and listen to what they were talking about. And they actually believe this stuff. Yeah. It's delusional. It is. You know, there was a lady got in my face at the, uh, at the election at the polling place and she loved to use the word facts. Mm -hmm. You know, this right here goes to prove her and the people on the liberal radio and this, it just goes to prove that they have hijacked the word facts and, it doesn't mean what the dictionary says it means in the way they present it. The facts as they see it, the facts with the evidence that they produce, not to 100% of the evidence, not the full story and all evidence. No, when they get enough information, uh, whether true or not, that they want to use to try to prove their point, they call it facts. Like you can't argue about Facts. Mm-hmm. Well, your definition of facts is a lot different than Webster's uh, de- uh, uh, definition of facts. Yeah. And that right there is just straight up propaganda. Well, you saw what happened on our our, our, um, our Republican Committee's Facebook page. So yeah. our media yeah. director made a post the other day uh, sharing some information that, sh- from, that came from big GOP. Yeah. And in the comment section, PolitiFact commented about... I guess how the article was, t- how it was taken out of context. <coughs> no, it's not. It came right straight from the source. Yeah. But, but the, what they're sharing, like you're saying, it's back to them is whatever they can find that supports what they think. Sure. You know, I, I was talking to somebody today um, about, uh, you know, getting together with the holidays and, and dealing with uh, people who may not have the same political belief you do. And, and one of the guys was talking about a family member of his that they got in the discussion about it. And he made a comment about immigration and she went, Oh, that's not true. He said, what do you mean? That's not true. He said, you know, you can see the video and you know, the people living under the bridge and the people coming across the border. Oh no, that's, that's just made up. That's not true. Oh, really? And he said, she was serious. He said, at first I thought she was joking just to argue with me. He said, then it was, holy crap. She, she means what she says. Mm-hmm. She believes the propaganda where we've not got 
uh, what was the story out today or this week? You know, the the fifty three thousand incidents mm-hmm. of immigrants dealing with law enforcement and such in El, just in El Paso, Texas. Mm-hmm. How they have people living in the streets that their city has been overrun. That's their words, not mine. But you know, that's not true. That's just that's stuff the Republicans are saying that's not true. Well, you remember when Trump was president, they kept showing kids in cages. Yeah. What they weren't telling people was all the photos they were showing yeah. were from the Obama administration. Well, from the Obama, yeah. And had that not been publicized, people would have gone on thinking, oh my gosh, Trump's putting kids in cages. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to think of her name now. She's head of the teachers union who uh, made a speech about, you know, people need to stop talking about her because it's going to incite violence. Oh. It's like, wait a minute, y'all were the ones who you know, started all the stuff that, you know, you had somebody with a bag and a gun in it going to Kavanaugh's house. You had somebody, you know, how you, you've purposely sparked violence by your rhetoric on numerous times, but it's your right, but you don't want it done to you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's amazing what these people believe and, and, you know, and the white house knows they can put this garbage out right here and the minions will soak it right up. They will. Well, I not, mean, not us free thinkers. I mean, how many Democrats are going to read this thing and be like, oh, yeah, no, this is this is good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing good in this. This is their facts. Just like I said, they hijack the word. Yeah. And the definition, their definition of facts is not my definition of facts. Well, for someone like you or me who thinks about, I mean, we, we look at reality. Sure. Right. Okay. Because I live in reality. I live in reality. Same thing. Okay. As you know, I'm a big George W. Bush fan. Okay. okay. First, first president I ever voted for. Love W, you know, love him to death. I will be the first to admit, fact, his second term was atrocious. Yeah, I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest Bush fan. No, there's a lot of Republicans who believe that he was God's gift to mankind. Yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah, they, they'll they'll look at his fact. Look at what he accomplished. Yeah, but yeah. look at what he also didn't do and look at what he did that was not good. Look at the TARP bailouts. Look at sure. the, the housing bubble collapse. Look, look at how he handled the mismanagement of the war in Iraq and Afghanistan in the later years. A lot of bad stuff happened under his watch. Sure. That is fact. Yep. So he, you can tell me that he was a great president and all, and I agree to a certain extent, but you can't ignore certain certain facts that, that are actually out there. But as much as I love him, I will admit that. Democrats won't do that. They yeah. have their guy. Yeah. He can do no wrong. Ride or die, baby. That's right. Ride or die. Well, I don't know. I, I try my best to, you know, I'll call a spade a spade. I, Bush is not my favorite president. I voted for him, mm-hmm. but I was not. Uh, I was not happy. One of my one of the things, a couple of things. You know, I know that he used to sneak out away from the cameras in the middle of the night and go to Walter Reed and visit soldiers. That to was me. pretty cool. That is just uh, he'll he'll always hold a, a respect for me for that. When he flew um, to was it uh, when he flew to Baghdad for oh, Christmas? Yeah. Yep, showed up and served uh, Christmas dinner to the troops. When he stood on top of that pile of rubble at Ground yeah. Zero, yeah, and said, "I hear you," and soon the people who knocked these buildings down will hear you, man. I stood up in the middle of my living room. I'm like, "Hell yeah, let's go!" Mm-hmm. You know, very memorable comment, very memorable moment of any president in the United States in United States history. But when it come down to it, you know, when you look back, whoo, there was a lot of things that. Uh, that uh, has put us in some of the places where we're at now. Oh well, under him, spending went out of control. Oh my god! It's it it yeah. yeah. I mean, we started talking about trillion dollars in debt for the first time in history. Yeah. You know, and but I look back and I go, you know, you look at nine eleven. Yeah. Okay. I remember that speech he gave. Yeah. Okay. Of all the people 
that could have given that speech. I think he's probably the only one that we that that could have done it the way he did it. Oh yeah, he nailed it. I mean, it's kind of like how Trump was good was there at the right time. Sure, he was there. Bush was for there that. at the right time, and for that yeah. one moment, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm I I could not imagine how it would have been under Al Gore. <laughs> he probably would have woven in some sort of you know you know climate change crap. You know, yeah, the uh, the towers were taken down by terrorists, but it was actually because uh, the climate change in Afghanistan drove them. <laughs> That's what it would have been. Oh, and by the way, I invented the internet. Um, yeah. Well, what about, a, what about Bill Clinton? Oh gosh. Well, that'd been the third term for him. So luckily he couldn't run. Well, I'm just, you know, uh, yeah, it's like, just hilarious. Well, he, <laughs> sorry, yeah. I can't say what I want to say, but essentially <laughs> yeah, I can't say what I want to say. It have to do with the towers and Monica Lewinsky. And I just don't want to go there right now. On podcast. Um, but no, he would have been a bad choice I for a speech. I did not have sex with Saddam's wife. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> 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 oh, news! We're going into Baghdad looking for Saddam. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. Oh well. That's so hilarious. we've talked about Thanksgiving. We've talked about some of the you know some of the stuff that's happening this week. But uh, you know the biggest happening uh, this week is just you know all the things we're thankful for. Yep. You know, um, and and uh, that's. Uh, on the Wednesday show this week, we talked about a few things. We talked about the, you know, the, the, the anti-gun lobby who is just jumping on the, just chomping on the bit. Um, you know, there's, there's still, they haven't moved the bodies from the break room at Walmart and they're already starting to politicize it. You know, just the lack of just taste and, and tactfulness and, and, and of these people, you know, sometimes it just really irks me, especially when we're in this time of year. Um, but you know, I was trying to find this week, um, the upside of things, you know, uh, things that, uh, we're happy about, we were, we're thankful for. Um, and you know, the biggest, one of the biggest things I'm thankful for is, you know, the support of my neighbors, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, by a narrow margin, I was elected to city council by the support of my neighbors. You know, we have a podcast and I do a live show by the support of our neighbors. You know, um, so I, I like to look at it, even though there's things that in this country, in this world, that's going just back crap crazy. There's a lot of good people out there who's working, you know, day and night in some cases, uh, uh, either physically working or, you know, uh, just sending those good prayers and good vibes out to make sure that, uh, you know, that we're all going in the right direction. So there's a lot to be, a lot to be thankful for and a lot to be happy about too. It's not all just negative gloom and doom news yeah I, I think with all the news that happens and I, I i'm guilty of this i watch a lot of the news just like i'm a news junkie like you are yeah and it's easy to get swallowed up by it and get depressed over it it is but we do a lot to be thankful for because we live in a country where we still have freedoms yeah we're still more free than any, any other country yeah. out there and it's, it's up to us to try to maintain those freedoms for the next generation yeah you know we are able to worship However, we want to worship, no matter what religion you are, mm-hmm. you're able to go to your house of worship and do what you want to do. Sure. Um, you know, you're able to, for the most part, go to whatever store you want to, whatever you, store you want to go to and shop or go to a movie at night and just on, on a whim. You're not, re, you're not required to check in with the Gestapo yeah. on your way to wherever it is you want to go. We, we have, we, but you go to other countries, they don't have all these freedoms. Yeah. 
and we take ours for granted. Well, listen, me and you both been part of the world, parts of the world mm-hmm. where, you know, their move, every move is dictated, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they don't have the, the, just the simple little luxuries that we have here. Yeah. You know, and, uh, we need to be, we need to look at the big picture of things and, and sometimes put some of the pettiness away and put away some of that stuff and, you know, uh, that's that was my comment. You know, during during my election, when they were asking me about Paul Pelosi, and I'm like, "Why are you wasting this section of the newspaper on me? Mm-hmm. Why don't you go out and find somebody to raise money for cancer awareness and do a story on them? Do something to make people feel good." Right. Well, they're not going to do that. No, because if it if it bleeds, it leads, yeah. and, and what you have to say apparently bleeds more apparently. than anything else. Well, Paul Pelosi was the one that was bleeding, <laughs> not me. And they adequately covered that. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I just, I just wish that uh, they would make as much effort trying to recognize people for the good things that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, when when I first started doing the the Wednesday show, when it started picking up uh, picking up speed, um, you know, there's a, a guy here in our uh, in our city who, at the time, uh, was collecting scrap metal. He was collecting scrap metal, and he took all his spare time and he collected scrap metal and turned it into donations to St. Jude's wow. Children's Hospital. Good for him. I donated a vehicle. Mm-hmm. I donated an old truck that was here, um, and I told people, you know, if you can't get with him, bring it to my house. Unload it in my driveway. I remember Holy that. Holy cow. Yeah. It looked like Fred Sanford's house out here. <laughs> but it was awesome, you know. Noah came and, and he, he picked everything up and took it and... I mean, that month, I think he did something like $14,000 he donated to St. Jude's just in scrap metal. Hmm. Why don't they do a story on him? Yeah. You know, that's what you need to go out and look for. Don't go look at all the negative. Mm-hmm. You know, go find some of the good and let people know that there is people out there working for the good in this world. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with it being Thanksgiving, I can't believe it's Thanksgiving already, but with it being Thanksgiving, you know, Recognize somebody like that in your neighborhood. That's right. That's all I got to say. Well, I, I wrote down who, everything I'm thankful for. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. There's a list on the back side of the propaganda I, I sheet. I wrote a little list. Uh, wait a minute. I got I to gotta put my eyes on here. Oh, yeah. You put your old man glasses on. Listen, you're wearing glasses too. Yeah, but mine are young young, young guys' glasses. Oh, is there's a difference? They're Oakley's. Oh. And they're, they're sporty and hip. Family, job, friends, and gym. And then, nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I honestly, I, yeah. I am, as I look back at this year and everything that's been done this year and the friends I've made and I'm, I'm thankful to, to the Lord for my family. Yeah. You know, we've been in relatively good health except for my hip. Yeah. Um, you know, but for the most part, you know, my, my wife unfortunately lost both of her parents this year. Yeah. Um, but we're, we've gotten through it and, um, but I'm, I'm thankful that as a couple, we're still together. Sure. I've got two wonderful children. Um, I'm thankful for the job that I have. I get to, you know, fly with a good guy. I get to, um, fly all over the country and and enjoy that. Um, I'm thankful for the friends I've had. Yeah. You know, the friends I've made, including, you know, your, your buddy Dave in Oregon who came down and I had a chance to meet him that one. That was cool. After all the stories you've told me (laughs) to finally be able to put a a face with a name and then hear some more stories. That was really kind of cool. Um, we've got plenty. And then, uh, as I've said before, I said in your show, Jim, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for your Same. wife. I'm thankful for your son. I'm thankful for our friendship. And, you know, it, it's something that I, I, 
I'm grateful for. Listen, as, as a as a young kid, you know, uh, who knew from the time he was 10 years old he wanted to join the army. You know, I got to uh, jump out of airplanes and shoot guns for a living, and they paid me for it. Mm-hmm. That still is the most amazing thing. Isn't that cool? <laughs> that they actually paid me to jump out of airplanes and shoot guns for a living. That was, you know, something that that's I don't know. It, you know, what they say if you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I got to work in the music business for a while. I got to do a bunch of. I've I've got a a, a book full of stories in my lifetime that I've put together. And just a just a wide variety of friends and and people that I've met and collected along the way, and um, you know, thankful for each the good and the bad, each each and every one of them, um, you know, that brought me here to where we're at now. Um, not that it's a high level or low level; it's just where we're at, and you know, uh, you know that that I've got you and your family that that work that that, that have kind of melted into our family, and you know. Uh, I get I get the opportunity to help my neighbors, you know, from a position here in the city, and and they've put their faith in me that they believe in me enough to where they put me in that position. That's just that's that's how can you not be thankful for that? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I never imagined it, never thought it, never aspired to be it. But you know, you have to be thankful that uh, you know you have a reputation enough and. And have a work ethic good enough that uh, you know people recognize it and put it forward. Right. You know that's the only thing my parents, my grandparents ever wanted for me was to, you know, get out and work hard and do my best and you know be recognized for your work. Mm-hmm. Not you know not always your words, but your work. Right. And you know, geez, how how can you not be thankful for the opportunity to help people and be thankful that those people's faith. Um, Give your parents, dead or alive, the the present they always wanted. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It is. <laughs> it really is. You know. So there's a lot to be thankful for. So I don't mean to be all. You know, when we talk about the news, a lot of times we get doom and gloom and and throw a fit and yell and cuss and scream and you know. Well, oh maybe that's maybe that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm guilty of it but, too. But you know, uh, you just every now and then you got to stop and be thankful. You know. That's right. Um, you know, I'm thankful that this weekend I got at least one day I got to go out and sit in the woods. I didn't see deer one, mm-hmm. but I got to sit in a tree stand and just enjoy mother nature and all its beauty and, and, uh, you know, watch Danny try to climb down out of his tree stand. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you get a video of it? No, I should have. I should um, go on TikTok or something. <laughs> He'd kill me. Um, <laughs> I bet the deer saw you though. You may not have seen them, but they saw you. No. I'm a little more stealthy than that. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so I hope uh, by the time you listen to this, you had the best Thanksgiving and yep. and the uh, best Thanksgiving weekend. Um, and, you know, I'm gonna get plenty of turkey and cranberry sauce. Hopefully, my Vikings won't just lay down this weekend or this week against the Patriots. Okay, so when the text came through from Danny last week. Oh, my God. Don't even start. I had already seen the score. I have heard so much. I've caught so much grief and over my Vikings this week. Even though I responded in our little text group that I, just, I had no I idea what was going on. Yeah, no, your response like, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not talking to anybody, no. I was thinking, Danny, what are you doing? Yeah, poke the bear. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I already knew that they lost. Like, yeah. wait, what are you doing? And, yeah. and he kept on going. Like, Danny, stop. He wasn't the only one. Uh, there was so <laughs> many people texting me over that. It was so embarrassing. You know, but, uh, you know, there are teams out there who have taken blowouts like that and gone on to win the Super Bowl that year. So we'll see it's what just happens. just one loss. Oh, my God. It was a bad one. Oh, God. 
to the Cowboys of all people. Hey, look, look at look at it could have been like the Lakers. Okay, the Lakers have been winning without LeBron James on the floor. Well, with with like their B team. Yeah. Okay, so the Lakers should have never I'm, left Minnesota. Well, there's that. Yeah. They never should have brought LeBron to LA anyway. No. But think of how, how LeBron feels. His team is winning without him. Yeah. You know, so. That's the spirit of Kobe right there. <laughs> <laughs> so Kobe's ghost is haunting LA. Yeah. I can't imagine that he would have got along with or played well with LeBron. Oh, no, no, no. Not at all. No. Not the Black Mamba. No. No, no, no. sir. No. no. All right. So we hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving weekend. We look forward. You know what? We're like 30 days out from Christmas now. I know. Less than 30 days out from we need, Christmas. We need like a Christmas theme song. We Do we need it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see what happens. You know, Jeff's coming up with some ideas for a new intro for the show. Oh, no. He did, Yeah, he's working on it. He tells me about it every time I see him. Okay. He's so excited. <laughs> he is. But he's got that big, deep voice. It'll, probably, it'll turn out good. I got to think. He's looking for an EP credit. What he wants. Is that what he's, is yeah, that what he's doing? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I might have to rescind my offer. That would break his heart. No, no, we're not going to break. I mean, the his dude's heart. like six nine. I mean, if don't turn him loose, we should at least at least listen to what his ideas are. All right. Yeah. You know he's listening to this right I now. I know. I know. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Sitting in his police car. <laughs> yeah. Folded up in his police car. <laughs> That's right. He's so tall when he sits in his police car. It looks like he's sitting in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> but his feet still reach the pedals. Jeff, turn the blue lights off. Take your hand off your Glock. Turn the blue lights off. You're not coming over here. No, no, no. Sit down. Stay Stay where you are. Yeah. Well, that probably didn't work. Probably not. Continue on. All right. So everybody, you, don't Jeff. forget. Don't forget uh, the LibertyRoom.com. That's where you go to to get everything. Liberty Room, where you can get to all the podcast providers. And you can also take that link and share it on your social media. Get everybody into the Liberty Room, where all the cool people hang out. You like that, didn't you? Where? You're looking at Oh, oh, oh. It's us. It's us. Ah, Um, cool. Anyway, also the brother show to this podcast is Wednesdays with Jim. Every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, live conversation show, live on 5 on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Telegram. That's where you can go get into the conversation with all of us around the world um, on Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock, Wednesdays with Jim. So uh, this is official. means that Thanksgiving's in the, in, the, in the book for this year. It is. So on behalf of my family, Jim, a very happy belated Thanksgiving to you. Same here from us. And happy belated Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. Absolutely. And um, I guess leftover we'll... turkey sandwiches. Oh. That does sound good. Yeah. I'm with, looking forward to that. With cranberry sauce. No, no cranberry oh, sauce. No. But, but, but pumpkin pie. Yeah. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. <laughs> pumpkin pie. We'll see everybody next Friday. 